Hey, I'm Mary Ellen Dance, licensed mental health counselor and owner of Pittsburgh Therapy. I'm on a mission to strip away the stigmas surrounding therapy and mental health and talk about how we can use the culture of self-improvement for our benefit rather than our demise. I used to think I was doing life all wrong, from getting fired from a dream job to advising clients on relationships while I myself was trying to sort through that dumpster fire. But then I realized my imperfections are what made me a good therapist. So join me on a journey not to be perfect, but to be, well, okay-ish. Welcome. Your session has now started. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me on this very okay-ish Monday. Can I just talk for a second about how fast summer is going? Oh, my goodness. It's wild. I hope everyone is having a fabulous summer. Today, I kind of wanted to bring us back to some basics. And I've talked about this before, but like two years ago when I first started this podcast. By the way, totally off topic, but can we believe this podcast has been going on for two years? Because I certainly cannot believe that. I literally don't believe it. Anyways, I talk about a lot of really, really uh, tough stuff on here. Obviously, I'm pretty pro-therapy, being a therapist myself and someone who's in therapy. And so I appreciate being able to talk about all of the tough stuff. I also appreciate being able to kind of make light of some things, joke around about some things, just like be a little bit silly too. But today, with all that being said, I wanted to bring us back to the basics a little bit and talk about what is therapy, therapy 101, everything like that. Again, I've talked about this before. If you've listened to episodes where I've talked about this before, please keep listening because I adore you and also because I'll share some things that I haven't mentioned before. But it's worth talking about because there's so much confusion, there's so much misinformation and things we don't understand. So I want to be able to share. All right. So the first thing before anything there doesn't have to be something wrong with you to go to therapy. Just like you don't have to have a cavity to go to the dentist. You can just go. If you have teeth, you should go to the dentist. If you have a brain, same thing. So that's something really, really important to remember. Again, we're doing really, really great with changing the stigma of therapy, but we still have a long, long, long way to go. And so it's important to recognize and realize, and please, please, please spread the word that there doesn't have to be something quote unquote wrong with you to go to therapy. On that note, It's also important to recognize that if you do have a mental health diagnosis, that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It just means that you have a mental health diagnosis. That's all. That's all that means. It doesn't mean that you did something wrong. It doesn't mean that you have, you know, a a black mark on you. It doesn't mean that there's, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a mental health diagnosis right? That's all it is. 
Furthering that, I'm still on my point number one, if you can believe it. I just have a lot to say about this. Furthering that, we cannot diagnose ourselves. So all of this stuff that we see on Instagram, on Twitter, on wherever we're seeing this stuff, yeah, it can be good information. Sometimes it's bad information, but sometimes it's really good information, but we can't diagnose ourselves based off of that because we can't diagnose ourselves. And so be careful what we're reading. So anyways, to sum up point number one, there doesn't have to be something wrong with you to go to therapy. And even if you do have a mental health diagnosis, that also doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It absolutely doesn't. It just means you have a mental health diagnosis. And sometimes that happens. Actually, a lot of time that happens. It's very common. Mental health diagnoses are incredibly common. So now that we've gotten that first point out of the way that even though there is still a little bit of a stigma, we don't need to worry about it. We know that therapy is for everyone, all of that good stuff. Let's talk about what it means to go to therapy. The first thing I want to say about that is finding a therapist. Finding a therapist is really hard, which is absolutely ridiculous that it's really hard. I and most other therapists are trying to find ways to make finding a therapist easier because, again, this shouldn't be a thing that's hard, but that's a whole other podcast episode. But there are a few really, really good ways to find a therapist. The first good way is to go to a website called psychologytoday.com type in your zip code of where you live and a bunch of therapists will come up for you. It's a therapist directory. Another good way is call your primary care doctor. Well, probably go to your primary care doctor. They're probably going to want to see you, but ask your primary care doctor for a recommendation. They have really great recommendations. A third way is call your insurance company and ask your insurance company, hey, what therapists in my area do you cover? They will also give you recommendations. Now, all of these ways that I'm mentioning are a little overwhelming because often you'll get like lots and lots of recommendations, right? Your primary care doctor might give you 20 recommendations. That's a lot of people to sift through, right? That's hard to think, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> so here's what I have to say about that. Number one, it's totally okay to judge a book by its cover. It is. On Psychology Today, there's people's pictures and like a little blurb about themselves and what they're like as a therapist. And if it feels kind of eh to you, don't go to them. It's totally okay. Literally, one of the most important things in therapy is feeling comfortable with your therapist. And so finding a therapist that's right for you is really, really, really important. So it's absolutely okay to judge a book by its cover. Now, I want to make a note. There are currently a lot of online therapy resources. I have a lot to say about this. Online therapy resources that maybe give you pre-recorded lessons by therapists. I know there's a bunch of apps that give you like pre-recorded like meditations or things like that from therapists. Those are nice, but that's not therapy. Therapy is very individualized and very specific to you. So again, if that's something you're interested in, because that's a nice bonus, great, but that's not therapy. There are a lot of other websites that offer to connect you with a therapist. Talkspace is one of them. BetterHelp is one of them. There's a new one called Cerebral. I don't know as much about them because, again, they're a little bit newer. 
please make your own decision about these websites, but I very, very much caution these websites. The reason I caution these websites is because at the end of the day, they're a website and we can't trust everything on the internet. So for example, BetterHelp sells information. So it is not HIPAA compliant because you like sign documents at the beginning that basically says they can basically sell your information to like ads and stuff like that. It's really messed up. I don't understand all the nuances of it because I am not a techie person, but all I know is it's really messed up. Cerebral, I don't know much about them. I know someone who works for them, who's an amazing, amazing person, but I do know that there's like a current lawsuit against them for similar things to better help. So with these websites, it's just really, really, really important to kind of do your research on it and understand what you're getting. Often these websites will match you with a therapist. If you don't like the therapist, it's hard to get matched with a different therapist. So again, I think that there are really, really great people who can work for these websites, but it's really important to do your research and be go in very cautiously is what I want to say about that. Another important thing to remember is right now, a lot of therapists are doing marketing on like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and all of that kind of thing, which is wonderful. But therapists can only provide services to people who live in the state where they're licensed. Now, there's a bunch of therapists who are licensed in multiple states to be able to provide services in multiple states. But that's important, too. So if you're, you know, in New York, where I live, and you follow this person on TikTok who you love, who's in California, and they're not licensed in New York, they're not going to be able to provide you therapy. So. That's just another thing to be aware of. The third thing that I want to talk about, actually, I shouldn't say the third thing because I have no idea what point number I'm on. (laughs) Um, But the last thing that I want to say in terms of finding a therapist is please be aware that coaches, life coaches, empowerment coaches, mental health coaches, any of that, that's not therapy. That is not therapy. Those people are not therapists. So I want us all to be aware that that is something separate. Again, if you have questions about that, please uh, slide into my DMs because I could talk to you for days about it. But I just, for the purposes of this episode, that is not therapy. A therapist is someone who is an LMHC, like myself, which is a licensed mental health counselor, an LCSW, a licensed clinical social worker, an LPC, a licensed professional counselor, a psychologist. Basically, there's more, but basically anyone with a license. And you can ask, you can say, do you have a license to practice? Most therapists will have their license, you know, framed on the wall in their office. You can look up someone's license to practice on Google. You can say, you know, for me, you can say New York State licensed mental health therapist and my name, and it'll come up with my license number and all of that. That's public information. That's information we should know because it provides us as therapists with checks and balances to make sure, you know, we're doing our job to the best of our ability in an ethical way, in a, in a way that keeps our clients safe and supported. So that's important. So let's say You've done all of these things and you go to a therapist for the first time and you're like, what in the world do I talk about? 
Do I have to catch this therapist up on my life? Do I have to tell them my deep, dark secrets right away? What in the world do I do? Well, guess what? That's kind of up to you. Now, whatever therapist you go to, you know, they're trained to ask some questions and to start conversations. But if you want to go in and you want to say, look, I know I need therapy, but like, I'm not really sure what I want to talk about. And I've never done this before. And I feel kind of awkward. Say that. That's okay. You are not the first person who has said that to a therapist and you will not be the last person who has said that to a therapist. Not knowing where to start is not a good reason to not go to therapy. Let that be the therapist's job. And you'll kind of discover as you go along. You do not have to share your whole life story to a therapist in the first session. I actually suggest that you don't because that can be really overwhelming for you. If therapy dredges up a lot of stuff, we don't need to dredge that up all at once, right? We can slowly kind of pull out that stuff. Share what you feel comfortable with and also ask for your needs. If you don't know what your needs are, that's okay. But if you do know, hey, I need to manage my stress. I need to work on my anger. I have been lashing out at my family because I'm so overwhelmed. If there are specific things like that that you need to work on, please ask your therapist. That is wonderful. It's also okay to tell your therapist what you need. Hey, I need some validation and I need reassurance. I need to learn some coping skills and I need you to help me with that. I need you to help me understand where these feelings are coming from. All of those things are okay to say, because guess what? Therapists are not mind readers. When I meet someone new, I do not know what's going to work best for them. I know my therapy style. I know my therapeutic techniques, but I'm, I'm still getting to know the person and I'm not, I'm not in your head. So the more you can share, if you are aware of it, what you need, what you're looking for, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. That's, that's really important. I just had a new therapy client who came in who, oh my gosh, was so awesome. Now this client has been in therapy for a lot of their life. So they're kind of used to the process, right? So this episode, if they listen to this episode, they'll probably be like, oh, yep, 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 yep. Cause they're used to the process. And so they came in and they said, Hey, my last therapist, we were focusing a lot on kind of day-to-day stressors and what was going on. And I need to not do that. I need to go a little bit deeper. That was awesome for me because I was like, great, you're a stranger. I'm just meeting you. I know exactly what you're looking for. Now, again, we might not always know what we're looking for, which is completely fine. And that's just worth conversations with our therapist. Okay. So let's say you've gone through all of this. You found a therapist. It's great. You walk in, you don't know where to start, but you ask the therapist for help. You kind of tell the therapist what you think you need. And then you're like, this doesn't feel like a good fit. Like, I just, I'm sure this therapist is nice, but like, I don't don't know if they're going to give me what I need. I don't know if our personalities kind of match up. Like, I, I don't know. Guess what? That's okay, too. That's absolutely okay, too. You can say, hey, I don't know if I want to schedule another session right now. Ideally, you would say, hey, I don't feel like this is a great fit. 
but that's really scary. And I understand that we might not want to do that. <laughs> but if you go to a therapist that you feel like is not the right fit, I do not want that to deter you from going to therapy. Therapy is such a deeply emotional, vulnerable thing that of course we have to find someone who's just a good match for us. That says nothing bad about you. That says nothing bad about the therapist. That's just a fact. That's just how it works. Not everyone is going to be a perfect kind of personality match fit what we're looking for. That's okay. There is nothing wrong with that. Just try another therapist. Ideally, you'll get to know kind of what you're looking for. So from these therapy directories, from looking up the therapist website and things like that, you'll be able to tell a little bit about what, what kind of feels good to you and what doesn't feel good to you. But if you go to a therapist and it's not a good fit, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. All right. My third point going in this whole back to the basics about therapy. Lots of people, lots of people ask questions to me, like, how often do I come to therapy? Am I going to have to go to therapy the rest of my life? Just because I'm in therapy, does that mean I need medication? Guess what? All of that is completely up to you, which can be a little bit scary. And hopefully you'll meet with a therapist who you can have conversations about, okay, how often do we both think I should be coming to therapy? All right. Hopefully that's kind of a collaborative conversation so you can get the input and support from your therapist. But at the end of the day, it's up to you. I typically recommend people when they start therapy, again, depending on their needs to start going either once a week or every other week, just so they can start getting to know their therapist a little bit more. I have people that come to see me once a week. I have people that come to see me every other week. I have people that come to see me once a month. I have people that come to see me once every few months as like kind of a tune-in checkup. It's up to you. You get to decide. Again, your therapist might make some recommendations on this, but ultimately you get to decide. Going to therapy also does not mean that you need to be on medication. Again, please talk to your doctor, please talk to your therapist, please talk to a medical professional who you're working with to decide this. But at the end of the day, it's your decision. And again, your doctor, your therapist might recommend it. And that's something to look into and ask questions about and talk about. But there is no hard and fast rule of you have to do this, you have to do this. Typically, if you go on medication, if it's the opposite way around, so typically if your doctor prescribes you a mental health medication, they will recommend you also going to therapy. A therapist won't always recommend you going on medication, but sometimes they will. It, it kind of depends on your situation, but it doesn't mean you have to do anything. I mean, all the scientific research shows that medication and therapy works best when they are paired together. And the other question I get kind of under this umbrella that I'm talking about right now is, will I have to be in therapy forever or will I have to be on medication forever? And again, you get to decide. I know for me, I'm going to be in therapy as long as I can because I love it. I love it. Does that mean that sometimes, depending on life circumstances, I'm going to be going to therapy more often than other times? Yeah, of course. Does that mean that sometimes I might just need a, a check-in every few months? Yeah. 
but that's my decision. That's up to me and how I feel. And if I feel like I'm getting something out of therapy, if I feel that it's benefiting me and I know for me, it benefits me. And so we kind of have to decide that for ourselves and look at that for ourselves. But going to therapy does not mean you're getting this like life sentence of, I always have to be in therapy. This is what's going on. That's not what it means at all. Even going on mental health medication, that's not what that means at all either. And so I know it can be really, really scary, but that's another thing that's important to remember because I've actually seen that deter people from going to therapy um, or getting on mental health medication is because of that. And then the fourth point I want to make about back to the basics is that therapy is a wonderful, wonderful thing. But going to a therapist, like what you see on TV and what you're probably imagining, is honestly not the best thing for emergencies. If there is an emergency, please call 911. There is actually a new psychiatric emergency line that's 988. Lifeline, if you're feeling suicidal, Lifeline is 211. Most places have, like where I live, it's called mobile crisis where they, the hospitals can send out a team to your house to assess the situation. If there is an emergency, please rely on these emergency lines. That's what they're there for. There are more intensive programs than the typical outpatient therapy, which is what I'm talking about, that can be beneficial if those are needed, but that's just really, really important to remember. If it is emergency, utilize these resources. All right. And so my fifth point of going back to the basics with therapy and everything we need to know before we see a therapist um, or if we're nervous about seeing a therapist is be careful what you hear and what you're listening to and that it's not all true. <laughs> I know I say this all the time, but the types of therapy we see in movies that's not what therapy is actually like. You may even have a friend that tell you a horror story about seeing a therapist, or this is what ha happened to me, or this is what I think. And that stuff is scary. And that stuff can get into our brains and make us not get the help that we need, you know? So that's another important thing to remember is that just because someone else had this experience doesn't mean that you will have this experience or just because you heard of that doesn't mean that, you know, that's the whole truth or that it's completely accurate or things like that. So just be wary of that because, you know, I, that's something I get all the time. People coming to me and they'll, they're like, well, my friend said that this happens. And I'm like, we can't compare apples to oranges in that way. And oftentimes that just kind of scares us and deters us, which is not great. So all that being said, with all of the mental health information that I talk about and all of the things I like to share with all of you, I hope that this is a helpful reminder of just some of those basic things about therapy, what it means to go to therapy, how to go to therapy, all of that it can be really, really overwhelming. And we're getting inundated with information all the time. And that can get overwhelming. Hopefully this episode is kind of a good reminder of some of those things that I hope we can all know and all share about therapy and kind of bringing it down to the root of some things. So I hope this helps. 
and I appreciate you all listening with me today and I'll see you next Monday. Please follow me wherever you're listening to this podcast and on Instagram at okayishpodcast. Also, I would love it if you could rate the podcast and leave a review. The best way to get in contact with me is to go to okayishpodcast.com and submit a comment, question. You can do it anonymously too, which is so great. I will see you guys next Monday. I can't wait.